Recharge with your feelings. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Bosk! Welcome to Rogue oh Support. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I had to. Uh, welcome to Rogue Support, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. We are your hosts, Dizzard and Omnis. If you enjoy what you're listening to, be sure to leave a review and let us know how we are doing. As well, come and join our Discord. The link will be in the description. Uh, yeah. Welcome back. It's so weird doing these every other week. I, I, I ain't going to lie. It, it is really kind of weird to bounce back and forth and sometimes i'm in like different mode now i'm like trying to refocus uh anyways how how have you been the last two weeks i know you've been busy and going through all that yeah well i mean i had to i mean i had to take a little shatter point break because i had to get the the stuff ready for wtc and i just sometimes you just have to respect your own kind of mental bandwidth right yeah. like you you just kind of got to go what do what do i have and what don't i have um but I was excited, um, got to, you know, kind of assembled all of my stuff again Friday, organized it. Um, and I want to say I, I should really post a picture of this, but I was like, how am I? I just do not like the way that I've been traveling with terrain. And so I was curious if I could fit my um, Super Commando base terrain, like what I had painted, if I could fit all of it in the starter set box. And it took three or four tries but I got it all to fit in really nicely. And it's such like mm-hmm. for anyone who has played Tetris as a child, you will respect what I, what I accomplished. Cause it's like these weird pieces with elevations attached and somehow I got it to all fit in the box. Um, I was very proud of myself, but brought that stuff to the game store. Um, got in a game with both like um, an old friend from war machine. So that was kind of a, a demo. Um, but I kind of, well, he's played like fairly competitive War Machine and plays MCP. And so I, you know, when I said, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to play Mother just for like prep for the show. But she's like, she's a lot. And he's like, no, worry, don't worry about it. He, I think he regretted that slightly the first time <laughs> that Mother's signature ability activated. He was like, you, you, you didn't say all of this was going to happen. Like, because I mentioned her active, like doing stuff during his turn, but I didn't like get to the point of saying like she may just push you off the point during your activation um but he was i think he was more in jest but then i also got to play a game with donovan who is a uh, Mm. listener of the show so shout out to donovan we finally got in a game um it was actually super fun because he was playing um like vader grievous droids and i was playing um mother assage stuff basically and he, there was this little discussion at the beginning of uh, who gets to be the dark side of the token mm-hmm. um, and who's going to be the, you know, the blue and gold side. And I was like, I'm going to be dark side. But if you beat me, I'll submit and you can be dark side the next time we play. That's the way to do it. That is yeah. the way. So, um, yeah, I've been still lazy with painting. Um, I have been just not. I need to get new paint. That's really what I need to do. And just again, it's cranking out more games with Mother. I've finally just given up on playing cattle a whole lot and just went straight back to Mother Mall because Mother Mall is where my home is apparently, and that's just where I succeed. Um, I just I love. I specifically didn't play Mother Mall because I know that you're also playing that. So even though I like it, I wanted to try it with Asajj to see what I would think. Um, just for 
just we are not just talking about all games that are mother and ball <laughs> together. I've done I've done a couple of Mother Vader, so that's that's interesting. Um and that's about as far as my extent goes. Uh but yeah, that it's uh, on my list. It's it's fun. It makes the vodge work better. But that's about it. Other than that, I am drinking Legend Brewing Hazy Days IPA. It's got a unicorn on it. It's oh. cool. It's fancy. I think I've drank this one yeah. on the show before, but the Mastodon, the Mastodon? Imperial yeah, Cold I like that can. IPA. I, I, I like that can a lot. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, patrons, uh, thank you people for being our patrons and supporting us as a show and continuing to do so and keeping our Discord server um, just going and keeping strong. And if you would be interested in becoming a patron of the show, we do bonus episodes and have secret, secret squirrel channels where we talk about uh, people, I guess. <laughs> uh, I appreciate a lot. Honestly, it's a lot of the, I mean, there are some very dedicated listeners that are not patrons and respect across the board, but there's, there's a few, uh, a few patrons who have really kept a lot of like the chats active. And I know I've kind of dropped the ball as of late again, it's a mental bandwidth thing. I have not been super active in the, in the discord, but that's not a long-term thing. Um, I just kind of wanted to get back to playing games and I'm back. Um, and even have some games planned before I go to Denmark. Um, and, uh, I did purchase the, uh, the evening MCP ticket for LVO. So there is a chance that I'll play some Shatterpoint after running MCP stuff all day. Definitely not Friday, but Saturday is a, is a reasonable possibility. Nice. All right. And then Rogues, yeah, Rogues yeah, Chamber of Judgment. Now, I put this and I realized I think we talked about this actually already. The out of activation attacks. Did we talk about that one before? Uh, we talked a little more about out of activation movement. We didn't so much talk about the attack portion. Okay. Okay. This is fine then. Uh, what do you, yeah. okay. I guess my biggest thing is how do you feel about these? Are they too strong? Is there something that like might be something to look for on future characters that come out like this character can do an extra attack they're immediately an A plus or is it something that's like eh, 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 subjective well i think we've all tried ahsoka right and how often she gets her signature actually ends up yielding an attack because it has to be a range 2 melee attack is yep. a whole lot more difficult and so like i think just having it doesn't like automatically make you strong Right. But we're we're going to talk about Mother. And so I'm not going to go into her first, but I'm just going to talk about Django. His thing isn't like a normal attack. But for example, in my game against Donovan, um, he activates Vader and he, I, I specifically I knew that I wasn't going to wound Vader on uh, Fett's activation, but I got a couple of damage on him. I, I can't remember if he was at six or five left. But I shot him and I got like two or three damage in and I got him to the point where it was within three damage of wounding him. And I was like, OK, that's a that's a totally reasonable. That's like 50 50. If Vader activates, I can take away his activation with one force. And on that roll, uh, Fett gets two successes and leaves Vader at one. Oh boy. Um, but. Vader then couldn't use his signature ability because it would automatically wound himself. So he just had mm -hmm. to roll normal dice and that left Django on one. And then when Vader had to activate normally, Fett takes away his activation. So it actually ended up kind of working out, 
where even though I whiffed the first one, I think whiffing that was actually better because it sort of nerfed that activation and then allowed me to take away the next one. And and so I think that was better than just taking away the first one and then letting the second one be full power. Um, And so it kind of like the dice kind of just working to my benefit but like that's another example of an attack out of activation and it's really significant when you like because every activation is so important and when you like to mess up your opponent's activation that's pretty legit yeah i i think it's huge um anytime a character has like we look at Django, we look at mother ahsoka is there anybody else that can attack out of activation uh droids droids are huge um yeah they can attack during their like allies turns which is impactful right like we're talking about mother a lot in this episode it's really frustrating when like kraken is activating right but then the person who wounds your character is the fucking battle droid who's not on the point anyway Hmm. or might be fucking wounded so it doesn't matter and like that's the person that you're attacking Right. Like that's, that's kind of annoying. And so like just the ability to manipulate that can also like mess with mother's ability to do that activation. And it's just kind of funny when you're like, have these turns where there's like three attacks that happen all in the same turn. Uh, And then Vader and Maul also have the, their clap back. Uh, But I think these, these attacks are just huge when you really look at it and try to like evaluate a character and what they can output. Uh, and I think the ones that are most impactful are the ones that are like during your opponent's turn. So like the clapbacks yeah. between Vader and Maul, uh, Mothers is huge because it can stop your opponent from getting a point. Because the biggest thing we got to think about when it comes to these out of activation attacks is they're stopping your opponent from scoring, like you had uh, mentioned. And it's going to really, it, it could put your opponent where like, okay, here's my swing turn. I wound somebody. I'm supposed to be up two now. And then all of a sudden they're only up one, if maybe zero, like they just don't move at all because they couldn't take the point uh, because mother goes in and just says, no, <laughs> uh, good luck. <laughs> Kick rocks. Well, yeah. And like, we know that Vader Grievous is very popular, maybe even the most popular combo in the game right now. And both of them are a little fragile defensively, right? Like Vader's got a fair amount of health, but he also goes through it. And just having mother like, do two, three, four damage or something during their own activation just suddenly puts them like when Vader goes from 13 to seven in one activation because he deals himself two damage and then takes like three or four from mother. Suddenly you're like, wow, actually, this guy's pretty easy to wound now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I think it would be something where you wouldn't want too much of it in the game, but right now it feels really interesting and flavorful and, you know, kind of like having that, like, will you step on this rake? Yes. Yeah. Mother will happily dark force <laughs> this rake into your face. Well, what I'm, what I'm curious about is how much is going to be too much? Cause if we, all of a sudden we have mother who has it, we have, let's just say another character comes out as a secondary that has it. And then all of a sudden a support randomly has it. I think at that point when you can have a whole entire team that's doing, I'm going to attack you on your turn. Um, I I hope we don't get to that point because I feel like that could actually be rather bad and just arguably NPE uh, for the game. So hopefully we don't get to there, but conjecture. Yeah. But I think at the same time, I mean, 
because there is just because this game isn't focused around attrition, like Vader makes it focused around attrition because he's so good at it, but you don't have to play that way. No. Right. Like you could even play it. Like even Vader has a more pushy stance, right? Like you can, you, if you were playing a list, you could, you could make the list kind of designed in a way where if you play against say mother Ahsoka, right. You you could have the list designed in such a way where you can switch to a more pushy focused team, like lots mm-hmm. of the characters that you want to take anyway can push. So you can go, oh, I'm going to I'm not going to try to wound people or you can choose not to wound people. You can stop on your tree at any point in time. I, I really can't wait until we get to that point of the game of where we see people branching out from like the attrition focus. Cause I do feel like that's really where a majority of players are sitting at right now. Cause I don't think they have the, quite the tools to go into a control style or anything like that, but I really can't I wait think, until we see that control style. I think more of the game is actually a little bit of the control style, but people are naturally going to favor the attrition style. People like to roll dice. They like to murder stuff. And Vader's one of the most popular characters in the game. So (laughs) it's it'll always be popular if it's good. Um, And even if it's not good, it'll probably still be popular. Um, So this prompted a thought. What do you think of the idea of playing Ahsoka and Mother as a combo? Like, I don't think it pushes enough. I I tried it early on. I, I tried it early on and I just I, I constantly just felt like it didn't push enough. Like I, I was able to stop my opponent from taking stuff back, but the issue was I never got it to begin with because I wasn't able to really uh have any aggression at all. And I think mother pairs really well with a primary who wants aggression and not passively does stuff. What do you I mean it kind of depends a little bit on um what what you run with them, which is, I think something that we're going to discuss in this episode, but maybe that'll Mm -hmm. be a thing that I try because I mean, I don't want this show to end up being like, we are the mother Talzin dart, like Lord Maul (laughs) podcast, Lord Talzin podcast. Well, Um, I I think the biggest issue, and I think we can kind of just jump into the main topic here where we're talking about mother and jump right into like weak points of mother. And I think the, the biggest weakest point of mother is as soon as she gets wounded, her output and her, like just her game plan just starts to fall apart. So when you're running something like Ahsoka and Mother, you don't really have the pressure that's going to um, deny your opponent from going after Mother just outright. They're just so go, why cool, why do you think Mother. her getting wounded affects her game plan? Uh, well, number one, uh, the uh, I just had the card up. Uh, drain life. The I forget what it's called exactly, but yeah, her, yes, yeah, so the light, the, the gaining. It turns off that ability, but I don't think that ability is that essential to her functioning. Like, yeah, it, it dials it back a little bit, but her signature is the best part. Her signature is the best part, but like once she gets that first wound going on, she loses a little bit of that effectiveness. And then she also starts to lose, um, like what her, I try to like words. I'm terrible with the words right now. I'm bad right now, but like, I just always felt like every time mother got wounded, it was the beginning of the downfall with mother. And like you make a very good point because she really doesn't get taxed because manipulating hand, you're vying to hit that off of your tree. You're not really paying for manipulating hand. 
and your goal isn't to manipulate in hand anyways your goal is to have mother just be oppressive which, because she's got such which a sick feels tree. fucking crazy to say like yeah that is one of the better abilities in the game and it's on like a good character and i don't use it very often like yeah. i actually used it in the game against donovan because i got it for free because i had a turn where she needed to do something and it was going to be in melee and i wanted to get damage through and and then she just got it and so i used manipulating hand to like send you know ob2 off into no yeah. man's land wasn't even on a point didn't didn't affect scoring i was just trying to make things awkward since i had the free power anyway um but uh overall i feel like the bigger weakness of Talzin is not the pressure on her directly. Cause honestly her defenses are fine. Her health mm-hmm. is fine. Um, and like the, the impact of her getting wounds is not that big of a deal in my opinion. Um, yeah. the larger issue is the characters who are granting attacks to the, not the character who's activating, right? Like, and we talked about it earlier, like if if your opponent is really savvy and right, droids are already very good. When Kraken and Kalani are creating the the wound right with a droid who might already be wounded themselves, so attacking them like could be not impactful at all. That is, in my opinion, her biggest weak point. Um, and then kind of as Winter's pointing out in the chat, you know, it, Mother doesn't do as much when you're playing against the the teams that are already just kind of very push focused right they're just knocking off the point um and so it's uh you know you you can get stuck in like she's kind of counter attrition um Mm -hmm. but she can be just kind of fine in like a control versus control matchup i think she's still good like you just wounds are still going to happen in a control versus control matchup because you're still making attacks I think you. I want to explore this thought here, and you you brought up a good point where it's like he really doesn't care to get wounded. Uh, the more I look at it, I don't know why, but like yeah. when I whenever I play her, I'm looking at her card, and I'm like, why do I care if she gets wounded or not? Because whenever I'm playing her and she gets wounded, it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe Mother got wounded. Like it's all downhill <laughs> from here. Uh, and then of course it, it starts to go that way. Uh, maybe that's just like mindset. But like I'm really curious as to why that seems to be a feeling i've talked to other people about mother too it's like once she gets wounded like things start to go downhill but it's like the only thing that really hurts her for being wounded is life drain now cost a force which you're probably just not going to do anymore um like her identity you don't need force you don't need force for you don't need force for her active turn really at all like you really so i think i can answer your question and this this leads to something i was going to say anyway um Mm. it depends on how much you're leaning into the dathomirian synergy Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you are playing Savage and the Acolytes, then her getting wounded feels more impactful on your team. Mm -hmm. Right. Because honestly, I'm at a point where I think the Acolytes and Savage are only in consideration for those synergies. Yeah. If those synergies were not on the table, you would not even consider playing them. Right. If it wasn't for her, um, you know, healing ability and her, you know, beginning of activation ability, you wouldn't even consider Savage or the, the Acolytes. You would be running other stuff every game. Yeah. Um, and so 
I think if you're playing the full box as itself, like if you're playing Savage and the Acolytes, then you're going to feel it more because you kind of want those synergies to all kind of inter interwoven with each other. Um, but I'm hitting a point and maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit in topics, but you know, we're tangential and I'm supposed to be wild on this <laughs> anyway. So I'll jump around a little bit. Um, but I'm starting to lean towards not really caring about the Dathomirian synergies that much. Um, because I, what I'm finding is like the acolytes seem cool if I could use them in a way that doesn't like the acolytes feel like they're better in like non mother lists. If that makes yeah. sense. Like I, I feel like the, uh, I was going to say, I, I, I love that. I love them under mall, but I don't really care for them under mother. I, re- I really don't. Yeah. And like, if I were playing like a mall assage list, I think I like the acolytes more where mm. you, you potentially are going to be being a little bit more aggressive with your primaries and then they get to like support them. And the acolytes are kind of taking the little further back position where I find that that's where mother usually wants to be. And what I love playing mother is that I almost always want uh, my supports to go hit the middle of the board. You, you remember when we first started playing and we were like, holy shit, you can activate a support unit and send them off to two different points. And, and then you're like, and I score two different points with one activation. And you're like, holy shit, supports are broken. And then you play a few more games and you're like, this just gets my supports killed. I need to not do that. But with mother, I will almost always make that trade. I am much more willing to split my supports and be like, I'm going to take more points and I'm going to kind of make you kill them. I am, I'm putting you in a position where you want to kill them, which is what I want you to do anyway. And so, Mm -hmm. and I don't think the acolytes work as well for that role, except for the fact that they're good at dying. Yeah. I I love that though. That's my favorite part about them. It's I send them there to go die and then (laughs) mother triggers for days. But I like, I never get like the cool parts of what make the acolytes work. And so that's leaning me towards not playing the acolytes and playing a different support unit and then just going, okay, I'm just going to like her early activation ability is just going to move my other primary. I'm going to play like Asajj or Maul and Mm. then she gets to move that unit. Um, And that's cool. And that's like not a big deal. It's not like the end of the world either way, if that's not a super impactful ability. And then I'll use like the rest of her kit and she gets to kind of heal herself as she attacks people until she gets wounded or whatever. So that's where I'm leaning with her. What are, where are you at with the, the Dathomirian synergies? I see. I favor the Dathomirian synergies. I love the life drain because it just keeps people going. Like it keeps like ever since I started playing mother Maul, like Maul just doesn't die. And if he does die, it's because I have somebody like Vader pumping his dice and throwing 13 damage into him at yeah. once. Um, so it's like, well, it's not going to help. Um, so I, I love the Dathomirian synergy. Accuser points out in the chat here. The value under Talzin is her being able to reposition an acolyte to expose whatever she's going to blast. And I absolutely agree. Like I love running Talzin with a lot of Dathomirians. Like this is like where I like Savage. Um sometimes if I'm running something else to pump Savage up as well. Because that obscuring shadow ability to be able to say, Hey, Dathomirian, you're gonna dash. 
um it's 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 great like it's great to just be able to get somebody back onto a point it's great to be able to get somebody into position get the acolytes there to get the expose off uh it's great to put maul into a spot to be super annoying like it's just such a cool ability because there's no range on it she's just like hey you're dathomirian you're moving um, I love this ability with the bounty hunters, like with payday, like this ability is so cool with payday. Um, because now if I'm running, let's say mother with CAD and I have the bounty hunter box with it, like they're just, everybody's like, and I'm going to make aura move you, now. And get you've, into position. Lo- you've lost me. Oh, okay. The movement <laughs> is better. I was, I thought you were trying to say, you're like, we were just talking about how it's not really worth the force to activate the healing. Oh, no, no, and no. I thought you were about no. to say, you're like, I'm going to payday for heals. No, 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 no. You pay day, okay. payday for obscuring shadows. And that that's actually really, really good. And that's where like playing mother with CAD or at least the bounty hunters is really good. I really like playing the bounty hunter supports under mother. Actually, they're probably my favorite supports to run with her. Um, I can see that. Yeah, that I, I think the the bounty hunter supports are my favorite part of the CAD box. If I were going to buy it, um, and then and I, accuser I also, the, as I say, accuser also says payday on aura is also sick. Exposing her sniper shot, getting movement is solid. Like being able to payday aura to be Dathomirian, and then the acolytes are now exposing their target. Like like the bounty hunters getting Dathomirian is actually really really big, and I love leaning into the synergies that Dathomirian is bringing to the table between obscuring shadows, the acolytes expose. Um, I think it's really it, but yeah. yeah. I think fundamentally for me, it's that I don't, if I want to build around a mother focused plan, I don't feel like I get to play the acolytes in a way that I ever get the expose. Yeah. They're almost always wounded beforehand. And then how often am I willing to spend a force for expose gets a little bit less. Um, maybe with the new struggle pack, right with the yeah. more circular shape that they showed um that might make me consider the acolytes a bit more in that sort of setting but we'll have to see um but uh i guess we can talk um advantages a bit yeah um because we've mostly kind of focused on some of the the downsides and like where she's powerful right is like vader and grievous are are like very, very common in the meta right now. Like Mm -hmm. two of the most common characters in the game. And they are like the perfect characters for Talzin, right? Like they're so easy for her to push off points. Like they don't have any sort of protection most of the time. They like, they don't have great defenses when they're in their offensive setups. Like, and she just like, they're just perfect targets for her. So she's like, she's kind of preying on, the predators, which I think is super mm-hmm. sweet. Um, and just overall, I, I just, I like her kit and I, I genuinely feel like you can build her lots of ways. Like we've only scratched the surface of different ways that you, you could build her. Um, what do you think are the, the, the mother advantages, the mother of all advantages, the mother of all advantages. I think that I'm the biggest one is as we have stated. And as you just stated, attrition will always be around which means mother will always be around and mother will always be a viable option because people like to kill things. And that alone makes mother just instantly like if you're, if you're looking at premiere, um, I'm probably always going to have mother in one of my four just because of that aspect alone. And if I go into somebody who I know they have a attrition heavy play style, then I'm dropping mother into them. And I know it's going to be like, I'm going to have a good edge on that matchup. Uh, but if we talk about other things, 
to go along with it. Um, she's got sick expertise. Like we talk about expertise being super important on themes, yeah. but man, her stance cards are just insane. Great mother having a double shove doing three damage on two when she's got a crit hit for one expertise on her range attack. Like what? Like she's just, she just lays the hammer down and like her defensive expertise ain't no slouch either. Um, rolling seven dice on range, three expertise getting block, block crit to a hit. It's, it's super good. Like I love her stance cards. Like she's just like, she is an output machine. Yeah. You're surprised at how much she can get out of a five dice attack. I am. I I think building mother like strike teams is really interesting, right? Like we obviously both like the Darth Maul mother combination, right? It just it naturally works really well. Um, Maul is a great fit. You you can really kind of build whatever you want under them. Um, I will say in my games with Asajj. I was trying to play fifth brother because I was trying to take a break from just playing all Mandos. Yeah. And I do think that if I was going to play mother Asajj more, which I probably will, I don't think I want to play brother. I, I was out of force a lot of the time. And I had, I had two points where if I had one more force, I could have just one struggle two, mm-hmm. And I was just, I was, I was really, I was really forced strained. Um, and so, and then like, but brother just kind of complicated that. And so that's where um, I, I definitely think I would, I would change it up and probably put some sort of like Mandalorian package in there. Or I think a droid package could probably work too. Like just have a Saj run like Kraken and B2s would work. I think, you know, bow and super commandos would work um all of those things but um i saw someone mention actually in our discord the concept of running lumi and mother which i think is really interesting and is something i would like to try um Mm -hmm. i gotta figure out what i would put in as my because i do i would want one dathomirian in there Right. And the question is, is does that mean I run the acolyte still maybe, or am I willing to play Savage as one of my secondaries to just kind of have this tanky secondary that I can kind of move around a little bit with her activations? Like that could be a thing. I don't know. What do you think about the Lumi mother combo? I feel like I don't, I like Savage there. I think just because of the fact that you have the the chess pieces moving around, like you have Lumi's identity, and you're just going to be able to be in more control of what Savage is doing, and you're using more Savage as more of a I'm going to move this here, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it, and good luck. Um, and like, he's less of a beat stick, but I I see it being like you're just moving him around. Uh, I don't really know if I like the acolytes here, except for the fact that you have a lot of triggers that are probably going to be popping off like crazy. Uh, Lumi's trigger being able to pop whenever somebody gets wounded, plus Mother being able to pop when somebody gets wounded, and the acolytes they 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 die like they really do. I ain't gonna try to lie to anybody. Like yeah. they they're they're good, but the, man, they just go down like nobody's business. Uh, accuser in the chat says Lumi Aura Arfs Talzin Django and acolytes is pretty good. Um, I I could see that. I was playing Django 
um, under Talzin. I tried it both ways. I tried Django under Talzin and Obi under Talzin, um, both of which I thought were 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 very interesting options and had advantages. Um, and I'm not sure which I prefer. Um, uh, I will go back to, back to the I, another reason I don't like the Fifth Brother is like with Grievous being super popular. Um, I think bringing another force user that Grievous gets to refresh force off yeah. of, um, ends up being a mistake. Uh, so maybe the, he's more interesting in the premiere format, but, uh, I think mm-hmm. I would be personally veering away from that, even though I think he's a really solid character. Um, and he certainly has had like really great activations for me. Now, I think but. another, I want to hit another strength that I have for mother. And I think it's her sure. adaptability. Um, because mother, especially early game, depending on when you draw her really dictates on what you're doing with the rest of your pieces. If I draw mother early, a lot of times I'll just move her up and then that's when I'm going to take my acolytes and just sacrifice them. So a mother gets like an out, like mother gets like another half of an activation after that to be able to do something. Um, but being able to use mother in a way to be adaptable, depending on when you draw her in the deck. And I love that about her because there's a lot of times early on where I'd play her and I draw her early, like, man, this sucks. I can't do anything with mother. (laughs) But then it's like, you start looking at it, like I'm going to go ahead and put her in position. And then I'm going to use the rest of my team to basically bait a wound. And then mother all of a sudden is now going to be contesting something, attacking somebody, saving a point or taking a point. And it works or you draw her late and she just goes ham on somebody and it just dominates. So I love the fact that she's super adaptable on and not super reliant on her effectiveness due to where she's drawn on the deck. Um, I'm going to counter that a little bit with, I do Mm -hmm. think you have to be mindful when you're building a mother strike team because I don't really like playing her with any other characters that I don't want to activate first. Yeah. Um, and I want to try Vader with her to see how that goes, but that would obviously have that problem where if you, if you like draw mother first and you're like reserve, get Vader, like, and that's your first activation of the game that could suck. And I like to avoid those situations whenever possible so I really try to build it in such a way where my other five slots can all activate first. So I never risk. And that's kind of like Magna Guard are amazing, but I don't want to be in a position where I get, draw Magna Guard first. They can't get to any of the middle points. So I reserve them and then get mother. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, whereas I think after turn one, she's pretty much fine to go almost any time, but I I still think you want to be mindful of not building a team that has too many characters in it that don't want to activate first, that don't want to like go hop and immediately be on a on a midline. And so that that is still something I think to be mindful of. Maybe that's an advantage of the um of the Lumi version cuz that's a primary like Lumi's fine being your first activation and going on hopping on a middle point. Like she's she does not give a fuck. Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's go ahead and move into what are you trying to actually do with her as a character in the game? Like, what what is your goal with Mother? With the Mother herself or yeah. with, like, your your team goal? 
I think I think let's focus on like mother's activation or what you want to do with mother, like positioning wise, what her goal of play is, what your play patterns are with mother. Well, I think the first thing, your first goal with her is to try to get her into a position where she can kind of react to multiple Mm -hmm. characters getting wounded, right? She, she wants to be able to threaten multiple directions. And so that's something to be mindful of every time you move her is what is her dash plus range four going to look like from that new position? Um, Past that, I think you're also trying to be mindful of she doesn't really want to be on the midline. She can eventually, but does not does not want to end up there early. Now, in addition to that, you her own activations are a lot more complicated, right? Because you have access to manipulating hand. Doesn't come up all the time, but you always during her activation have like a free move someone. Oh, wait, not free, right? <laughs> but I'm just mean like a guaranteed. <laughs> Um, and then also knowing when to switch to her melee card is also really interesting. Like at the beginning, I was kind of like both are super valid. And then as I played her more, I was like 99% on her ranged side because I just always wanted the pushes. But then as I played her more, there are times where I want a little extra melee defense. And there are times where she just has to, you know, she has to stick that blade in a motherfucker, you know, like, (laughs) you know, she just, you know, she's got to cut a bitch and, um, and to know when, when is the right time to, to switch into that, especially, um, um, that can be especially easy. Like if she's reserved already and you want to shatter point her they can be really easy for you to switch into the melee mode because you know, you get a control when you activate her again and then can switch her back to the, the range mode if you want. Um, but I think overall your, your goal with her, like where she begins feeling really powerful is when you can go, I know you want to wound these characters. I'm then going to respond and potentially like mess up your turn. Um, you do also want to be mindful when you're playing her of like, look at the board when you decide which side of the table that mother is going to be on. What are the, what are the midline objectives look like? How much terrain is there? Is it going to be easy for someone to pin themselves behind some crates or like with crates behind them so that they can like get onto the point, wound someone, and then mother can't push them off. Like if that looks easy to set up, then maybe mother should be on the other side of the table. Um, what do you, what do you think Diz? what is your, what is your goal with mother dearest? Uh, I think a lot of stuff I look at and you talk about positioning and like table terrain and all that. Uh, I think one of the biggest things I like to look at is where are my ladders? If I see where my ingress points are, it really dictates where I put mother because if I have one side of my table that is like very heavy ladders and one side of my table is not heavy ladders, I'm putting her on the heavy ladder side because being able to cl- ingress off of her uh, dash on the identity like makes it so much stronger. Because if she's just stuck to the same level and not able to get up or down, uh, then she's not able to influence points. Whereas if she's on a side that has heavy ladders, she has potential to influence points off of her dash, uh, which is great. Um so I like to look at so, where my ingress points are. 
before you jump past that point, I do mm-hmm. want to say, I think you also have to be mindful of how many ladders you give your opponent. Because after yeah. the first round, when a lot of people are kind of already around the midline, right? And you see people like move into position and then shoot, but they still have that spend a force to dash sort of effect sitting on their card. You don't want to like, oh, I activate and push you off a point and then they're like okay i'll just spend a force dash and go right back up to where i was right and mm-hmm. so you do have to be kind of mindful of that so it's it's a double-edged sword where you want her to have ladders but you also got to accept <laughs> that ladders can backfire on you so absolutely i do find like whether you're running the acolytes um the idea of having double jumps on her side so it could be like her Django acolytes or her Django and then anyone else with jumps anyone who can like kind of manage the terrain very well so that if you do want to put her on a side that has a lot of terrain and stuff that she might struggle with that (coughs) that kind of like the rest of her team may not to kind of balance that out and give you flexibility as to where she goes Absolutely. Uh, I think that's huge. And as well, like my actual gameplay, I'm opposite of you. I like to jam Mother Central as much as possible because I that's where she works. That's where she's getting the Dang money for zone. her. Like, like, it's super scary, but like, there's more okay. oftentimes than not than her being central. She just, just wrecks face and she just puts people out of their misery and says, I'm here and I am staying here. Cause she's she's great defensively. Like I she she and also I okay. So to be fair, uh, I run Ob two with Mother. Like and so that changes this a lot to where it feels yeah. really good. And I will caveat that I run Ob two with Mother that and that allows me to really favor this play style of her. So I will agree with you to an extent that like getting her into a somewhat central position where she can because every time you play struggle one right, all three across the middle are active. Right. And so if she can end up somewhat centrally where she can threaten all three points, that's fucking great. And so if you can build a team that manages that, but you, you also just like live in the mosh pit. And so if I am wild ominous, you are danger zone dizzard where Mm -hmm. you, you want to be in the danger zone. You are high risk, high reward, mosh pit loving dizzard. So it's the Wild Ominous and Danger Zone Dizzard show going yeah, forward. Pretty much. Uh, I, but I think like I said, like like I will I will say, like I love putting her there. I hated it before I started playing OB2 there. Like I wanted to put her there. Like, wow, she like she reads like she wants to be central of the board, but I don't want her to die. Um and then OB2, I started jamming him in there. And man, once once I put OB2 in there, I was like, Yeah, mother's you're not hurting mother, and she's gonna touch you in the worst of places uh good luck uh, <laughs> um so that's i love playing her super aggressively because man does she put out damage um like she just like she just takes people out like crazy or she just hits a double shove three damage on two successes but when she's rolling seven dice on her range attack it's it's huge and she more often well, than not can set herself the- up the thing that makes her feel so brutal is that she's never attacking people at full health. She's always no. made a five <laughs> dice attack on them and softened them up by two to four points, right? Like yeah. she's always attacking people who have like 
five, six, seven health left, right? And so it's it's just a different. The math for her is just different. Yeah, um, and I think because when, when she first came out, we I remember we looked at her and we were like, "Wow, she is not mobile." And compared to everybody else, that's a primary right now. She is like wolf and then we start playing her and it was like okay yeah, mother mother is legit like play mother like and then it's basically been on repeat ever since like like she's her mobility almost doesn't matter so if you're if you haven't played mother yet and you're scared to play her because she doesn't look as mobile just play her because like man she she gets up there without even trying Hey, I was I was a 100% victim of this, right? If you go back and you look through the Discord, how many times did I say I have concerns about her not being able to move herself, right? Yeah, and then you bought her and the weekend she came out. Every time, every <laughs> single time I said that, you were like, Omnis, don't worry. It doesn't actually matter that much. And I was waiting for her to come out, so I hadn't played her yet. But yeah. I... You guys know I love like especially some of like the off uh like some of the like not as common dark side characters, right? Like they everybody likes beta, right? But I really often like dig some of like the cool offshoots and like Talzin fits into that for me like like a T, like just not as not as popular of a character, but still just this cool dark side. I love it. Um and so I really was like hoping that I was going to love her, but I had concerns. And Dizzard, you were always like, Omnis, trust me, you're gonna like this character. Just give her a chance. And you were right. You were right. Like I as long as you build a strike team where you have flexibility in your, your first activation with everyone else, and you're willing to be somewhat aggressive with your supports and such, like the fact that she doesn't move herself hasn't hurt me. Now also somehow I feel like I've gotten a little lucky and I've never had Talzin come up in like a struggle two or a struggle three where I've like got to move and she hasn't like, she's never been a pole where I'm like, fuck, I got Talzin who can't really move. And like, I need to go after this back point. And like, that could be a thing that comes up. And I think like, if, if there's a listener um, or there's someone in chat right now or something, and you're like, man, this motherfucker is just screwing me with like, uh, with Talzin. Like, it's so painful. Like, what do I do? Danger zone, Dizzard, Wild Omnis. Tell me, how do I deal with her? I think one of the things, if I was playing against her, which I haven't done yet. I haven't had anyone play Talzin against me. But one of the things I would be very mindful of when I choose struggle two and I choose struggle three is can I choose positioning that fucks her over? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, can I, you know, obviously your first goal is like just who's kind of in range of stuff. But I think if I was playing against Talzin, I think I might put a little bit more thought into which of these two options is worse for mother. Yeah. Because I think if you can like negate her impact on a mother Talzin team, that could be, that could be really big. But at the same time, I think mother is just a really solid primary in general. Yeah. And I would not, I do not think it would be weird to just like see mother played in like a double Mando list. We are like, yeah. I'm running the Mando pain and like well, Mando's going to push it to work. But I also get mother's benefits sometimes like that could totally be. I'm going to fucking play it. You know, I'm going to play yeah. it. Love that Mando's. <laughs> um, I think it goes on to our next topic of like, how do you wh what do you do against mother Talzin? And I think you hit the nail on the head right there is 
picking the struggle two or struggle three to this be less advantageous to mother, uh, even if it's not necessarily great for you at first, if it puts mother in a position to where she's going to have to work to get back into the game, that already is putting you ahead uh, to help you out with that struggle. Because if she's just drop dead center and she's where she wants to be and already contesting something, then she doesn't have to move and she's just going to start laying hammers out everywhere. Um, like the other big thing to her is control her. Uh, if you can have somebody like Asajj or Barris, um, just do that force push and just send her to Africa, then like she is immediately like, her identity is now only getting her dash to get back into the game. She's not going to get that free attack. Uh, uh, get pinning mother is huge because not being able to move hurts her so much. Now, granted, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm almost fairly certain that she could still make the attack unlike ahsoka ahsoka can't make the attack off of the identity if she can't move but mother can i'm not looking at the card at this moment but i believe that is the case that hers is not worded where it you have to dash to get the attack um i will say this is one advantage of the um the acolyte version where i have had games where i was playing um acolytes where like i think mother got like um she got a uh, she got strained and pinned and then mm-hmm. what i did was i shot with the acolytes and then they each like replenished and removed a uh status effect from mother yeah, to free up her crazy <laughs> yeah because they're like bam take one get a free uh, replenish. i would say though like like that's that's huge. Um, but if you can if you can send her away, make her not relevant by pinning her. Um, I prefer to not wound mother until later in the game, almost because of the fact of if she's wounded, she can still pull off her identity with no repercussion. Because if I'm playing mother and my opponent wounds me, I'm gonna leave her in that reserve slot for as long as I can. Because that way, I'm just getting okay. You're to wound somebody. Okay, I get a move and I get to attack you, and you can't do anything to me now. Um, and it's it's kind of big um like she's just like i'm gonna do what i want you can't touch me uh, so i don't like wounding mother for that aspect um even though i sit here in the beginning i'm like i hate when my mother gets wounded uh but, but it's like I, i'm really kind of coming around out the more i think about it I'm like actually i really don't care if mother gets wounded i actually kind of prefer it um because she's kind of just, just powerhouse you look after wounded. your mom that's all it is you're like yeah, how yeah, dare just- you fuck with mother dearest <laughs> God damn it. Danger Zone Dizzard is coming for you. But I, I, I think that's probably my biggest tips is hold off on wounding mother, um, especially if you want to wound other stuff, because she's just going to come after you with no repercussion. Um, control her and pay attention to the struggle on where she is going to be position wise. And then go for the cronies. Uh, like Go for the acolytes if they have them because they're easy to take out. Go for uh, all these other characters that are going to be the workers because mother does stuff, but I wouldn't classify her as a worker. Whereas like the acolytes could be a worker. Maul's a worker. All these characters that are actually actively doing stuff and doing a lot of things. Um, mother I doesn't necessarily. She's, she's in a different way, though. Like she she's she's a worker in a different way. Like, and, like it's kind of hard to yeah. classify her because. She's another character. Classifications. (laughs) Archivist. She's 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 very much like Maul, where a mother activation could very easily have a a five VP swing, and it's huge. Like Maul and Mother are one of the few characters that can do a five VP swing, Um, and like that's that's huge. But Mother does it differently, and 
like I guess mother knows best. I don't. I don't need, like, and, and I'm trying yeah. to help, but it's it's so hard because she's such a just well rounded piece. Well, it's hard to it's, like it's, say it's, what I don't like. Well, so I think if you're trying to do counter mother play, it has less to do with how you're interacting with mother and how you're interacting mm. with the other points. And I think there's a lot more times when you're playing against mother where you want to make sure you do your attacking before you do your movement. Yeah. Or you you want to move into a position that like hinders what she's going to do, right? But I think a lot of people naturally like move on to the points and stuff first. And I think you have to like think about, right? Like when I was playing my game with Donovan, there was a point where like Grievous couldn't really do a whole lot. And I'm like, remember, Grievous has got a motherfucking gun. Like, remember when you can just shoot someone and then get on the point. Like when the, the B2s can shoot and then they can dash you know to get on the point like think about the order of activation of things like can you keep your character in a spot where they can't really get shot and then do all your movements because we got like you can do it whatever order you want right like you gotta keep in mind like say you're playing mandos right like you've got these long range guns and then you can advance and then jetpack onto the point like you can shoot someone super far away and then move to the point afterwards after mother has already had her chance to shoot you and failed like because you're not close enough right um and so i think remembering order of activation is is going to be really key and to try to like minimize how often mother gets to do her bullshit. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and hit our last one of what you want to pair her with. Like what are some, uh, we've, we've mentioned Maul, we've mentioned Asajj. Uh, I've mentioned Vader. I love her with Vader to be completely honest, which seems kind of odd, but like I also love putting her up in the, the, the middle. So like, like putting her with Vader is insane. And it also makes Savage even more relevant because Savage under Vader is nuts. Uh, what's, what's some other things you like to pair her with? Well, so the only things I've actually played so far is Darth Maul and Asajj. And those have the natural Dathomirian synergies where it does help Asajj a lot when she gets those those bonus dashes from mother right like that does tune up her game and it actually kind of saves you force because there's a lot of time where um asajj was either going to have to jump or maybe double jump to do what you wanted and now you get to put her back into position um you know so uh, i think obviously both darth maul and asajj are kind of natural fits um i like your i like the concept of vader with her because i I would like to try her playing seven force. And the more I think about it, the more I think the best character for that is probably Vader. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that, um, I mean, maybe, maybe there's an Anakin build in there. Maybe I'd have to think about that one more. Um, but I think playing some of these, um, I think, Again, because you don't really have to lean into the Dathomirian synergy, and I think you can embrace that, like, Mother is just a good character anyway. Um, I think you, you know, obviously you can just play a lot of the best secondaries in the game, right? Like, you can play mm -hmm. OB2, you can play Django, you can play the the Mando secondaries, you can, you know, you, you can play almost anything there. Um, but I, I do think, like, what stops you from playing more um, even like Republic stuff with her, right? Like, nothing, could yeah, you nothing. do 
Chloe Kuhn and her, right? Like there's there's a lot of interesting synergies that you could you just play around, not like keyword synergies. Um accuser pointed out Dooku, and my problem with the Dooku, as much as I love playing Dooku, I like Dooku with Magnaguard. And I don't really want to do Magnaguard with her. Like it's a little risky. Like maybe for like some game night stuff. It's fine because what are the odds that you get Dooku and Mother as your first two cards, right? Like the odds of that happening are not that often. But if you're going to play it a lot, it's going to happen. And I think the game where it happens, it's not going to feel great. Um, Is there something where Dooku would play something else? Problem is I don't like B1s. And so then it's like, what else are you running with Dooku? Um, And so that's one that uh, I don't (laughs) I don't think that's for me but that's fair i uh i do think that as we move past the like you have to play her with a lot of dathomirian synergies to just thinking of her as a generically strong primary that could slot into a lot of builds um i think mother's only going to get scarier as people do that um and i think i i want to try her and just like pick another primary play lots of mandos <laughs> like um and then like slaughter into some other builds. Like I think there's probably a really interesting um like dro- like even partial droid, right? Because I think you mm-hmm. could do like Assage with say um Kraken and B2s, and then maybe um maybe a Mando package under um under Towson. I think that could be really good. Um so yeah, I think there's a lot of room for what Talzin list can look like, which ends up being my favorite kind of character, where I yeah. feel like I have lots of lots of options. What about you, Danger Zone Diz? <laughs> uh, Accuser says it here, and um, there's a reason why my premier list has been the same since these characters were really like announced, slash released. Um, but I. My premier list has, yeah, been the same since CAD came out. And that's Vader, CAD, Mother, and Maul. Um, because I love pairing them all with Mother. I love all pairing them all with, all with each other. And the whole CAD Bane theme, just like Accuser says here, healing, force recovery, um, bounty hunters, payday, like it's huge. And I think the CAD box actually works really, really good with Mother. Um, I know you don't like CAD that much. But sorry, bounty hunters wear Mando armor. That's just how I feel. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, but I think if someone really wanted to run Cad Mother, I, I say do it. But make sure you're paying attention to all the triggers because there's a shit ton of triggers you have going on, and you're gonna miss one of them. Uh, it took probably three games of me playing Cad to remember that he could just like jump randomly when I make an attack. Like it's so big. <laughs> um, like I missed out on so many jumps and like his effectiveness. But like Cat and Mother is such a fun list to play, and it works insanely well. Uh, Vader Mother, like I said, Maul Mother, uh, Savage. I I'm like back and forth on Savage. Okay. Sometimes I love them, sometimes I hate them. Backing up for a second, mm-hmm. if I were going to play a Cad Mother list, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, what if you did Mother with like Django, yep. and then like the Bounty Hunters, and then put mm-hmm. like Kalani and B2s under CAD. That could be interesting. I could see that. Yeah. 
That sounds deadly and gives you gives you a lot of the bounty hunter triggers, but then like also just gives you a lot of pieces that can kind of like go hit the middle of the board. Yeah, no, I don't hate that at all. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing that you hit on is she's another primary that could be pretty much just put into a list and still perform and do what she needs to do. Uh, the only thing that she'll miss out on is the dash to a death of Marion. But, uh, you know, the coolest thing about that <laughs> is she could just, like, not need it. Like, you really you really don't. Yeah, I think she's good enough that, like, even if you don't get a lot of work out of that specific ability, it's fine. But if even if you wanted to do that build, you could still play the Acolytes or Savage. Yeah. Like, if you it's wanted to. Um, and so there, there's there's certainly room room to experiment. But I think that are we gonna, closing thoughts on mother. I think that's going to wrap us up for mother discussion. Yeah, I mean, one of the main things that I just want to reiterate is like I keep seeing the discussion happen over and over again. Like, is Vader too good? Like, it like should his thing be range restricted? Like, should like it just seems like it's constantly coming up. And I'm like, I don't feel like Vader is too good. And part of it is, is like, man, does mother spank Vader? Like, yeah, that is like, that's a matchup that I will generally happily take. Um, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, it's just, um, I think, I think what people are going to dislike, not to make this about Vader too much, but I think there may be some times where people are just building lists and going like, here's this kind of like themey thing that I want to do. And it just like Vader shits on it. And they're like, well, how am I supposed to continue doing this themey galactic Republic thing without Vader shitting on it? And like, that just, that just may be the world that we live in. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) Yeah. I Um, I don't know if it's specifically galactic Republic. I was just using them as an example. Um, but I, I just think if if you if you are willing to just kind of like play Shatterpoint as opposed to playing a keyword, I think there are really good things that counter Vader and Mother Talzin's one of them. And it's a fucking cool ass sculpt. Why wouldn't you want to play a Dark Sard Sith Witch? It's oh my god. Absolutely. Wild Omnis has spoken. <laughs> um I'd say closing thoughts for me is if you haven't played mother, just give her a shot. Like she is so much fun to play. And it honestly, if anything, if you're having issues beating mother, play mother. Cause then you learn what you don't want to be put into you. And then you learn how to put those things into you. Uh, <laughs> but so that's going to wrap that up. Do you have any asking the council questions? It's addressing the council. I could not believe you called it the wrong name in the, in the, the show oh, notes. Crap. Addressing the council dizzard. Now you're in the daily ominous danger zone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what we got? Okay. Uh, Going back to uh, we had there was one specifically about the mother. There was a mother one that was saving. Oh, um, so it was from Winter. Is Mother's identity just a better version of Ahsoka's? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's fine. I feel like Mother should have a better identity than Jedi Knight Ahsoka. 
Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't. I don't know if we really need to explain that one. I think it's just a straight yes. I think we talked about it enough. To, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was one that like we kind of like semi approached before, um, and yeah. Um, so one from Joey. I I don't think we got to doing this one, but it was um, is Marvel Crisis Protocol versus Shatterpoint checkers versus chess. And do you want to go first? Because this is this is your co-host. I hmm. no, but yes, at the same time, like I think there's more intricacies to Shatterpoint. Uh, and I think there's more nuances and there's more niche things that you kind of have to pay attention to. And there's just different things happening. I wouldn't say chess and checkers is a good comparison though, because there's there's still stuff in MCP that's like that. But when you when I look at Shatterpoint, um, I think what I love about Shatterpoint is it scratches a tactical thinking on my feet uh, decision making tree, where Marvel is very much a this is how this game is going to go, and there's very few thinking on my feet decisions. It's very much like this should happen, this should happen, this should happen. And you could almost look at a game of Marvel and look at the matchups and almost guesstimate what's going to happen in that game. Where Shatterpoint, there's so many randomness elements put into it that you can't do that at all. You can't plan a turn one. You can't plan a turn five. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen and who you're going to draw. So I, think I love that aspect of Shatterpoint where the randomness makes it to where it's more of a tactical game where MCP is a strategic game. Uh, and I think that's the biggest the biggest how much going. you lean into like calling stuff random. Like, I feel like it comes across it's, wrong. And I think I get what you mean by it. Yeah. But I think the way that too many people hear that is they just think randomness, not. And so maybe like my answer to this question is absolutely not. That is not a good comparison yeah. at all. It's much more like chess versus poker. Like you have two very strong games and there's there's just different elements to them originally i thought like is it more like chess versus go but i think it's actually more chess versus poker um would probably be the better the better analogy and i say that having played very little chess and very little poker so (laughs) we're we're just gonna have to accept a lot of poker and i I think you're very uh very very off on this take but i'll I'll accept it like (laughs) my my point is is i want to hear it I think my point is, is that both are very good games, right? And, um, and I think the MCP side of things is mm, the positioning is a whole lot more fucking delicate, right? And like, you could make a misplay early on in chess and like, you don't know that you've lost yet, but you have. And where I think with, depending on which version of poker that you play, there are times that like you are responding a little bit to like what comes up, right? Like, you know, there are, there are a very variety of different versions, but like cards get revealed in some versions of poker where suddenly you're like, you've been making bets based on what's in your hand and what's showing on the table. And then suddenly a new card is revealed and that may change the math and like change how you present stuff. And I think there's a little bit more of that that happens in, in Shatterpoint where there's, even more adaptation on the fly and you are a little less penalized for exactly how things started 
and you have lots of opportunities to kind of like swing things back. But again, I fully accept Omnis knows very little about chess and very little about poker. Um, I play my miniatures games mostly, but That's my fair. point is I just don't think checkers is an accurate description of either. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that, that take of that. Um, but I, I, I want to hit on this and you say that MCP is more of the like pinpoint my positioning matters. I'd argue shatter point positioning matters more and bites you more because, or your decisions matter almost more. I think MCP is more forgiving where shatter point. If you say I reserve this character and then it, because I reserved that character, I lost the game. Um, you could very much trace decisions back to points like that to where you made the wrong decision. I put this character on this point instead of this point, And then that's what cost me the game because I didn't have the foresight to see this where MCP, well, I have a lot more forgiving uh, things going on. My, my point was more like, I don't want this to end in a big discussion of Shatterpoint versus MCP, <laughs> but you can lose MCP in deployment. Like mm-hmm. you can have deployed someone one inch, the wrong direction. And like, you are losing that game of MCP barring yep. craziness. And like, for the most part in Shatterpoint, like you're just trying to make actively good decisions the whole time. And MCP man, like you can get totally fucked on like yeah. a really like, single play. Now, obviously it's like Shatterpoint is also like a really, really adapt. They're both very adaptive games. And so we're, we're, we're kind of, we're comparing two things that have kind of learned lessons from each other. I don't know. Yeah. But they're neither of them are checkers is the larger point. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing, uh, and I, I think the real answer to this question is you really can't compare the two other than the fact that they're a miniatures game um, because they play two completely different ways. They have different mechanics. They have different, yes, they're by the same company, uh, different IPs, different mechanics, different ways to win the game. Uh, I don't necessarily think you can compare them other than the fact that it's a miniatures game. And I can say, I enjoy this one. I enjoy that one. I personally, I enjoy them both. And they both scratch different itches for me. For me, MCP scratches the like planning and strategic and working on a list for hours and hours and hours. Where Shatterpoint is, I want to be able to go play a game and feel like I'm making good decisions and making tactical decisions and wise gameplay decisions. Yeah, I mean, I obviously am playing both, and I feel like MCP has an advantage of uh, designing a roster is more interesting, for sure. Yeah. Like, easily, 100%. Um, you've got 10 different characters. All of those decisions are really impactful. You've got cards to choose from, too. It's it's really subtle, interesting decisions. And, like, we we probably have talked on the phone more in the last month <laughs> over over the MCP errata than we've, we've ever spoken one-on-one before. But then in Shatterpoint, there's an element of like, I really love the struggle system and Mm -hmm. I, I love how I'm going into the game and I don't know exactly what the struggle is going to be, but I have kind of a basic idea and it's just like every decision, I just have to make a good decision every single round. And I don't have to like, I don't have to go, okay, I have to plan out every, like before I make a single activation, do I have to think about every single one of my possible activations? No, you can't do that every time. That's just not a realistic thing for Shatterpoint. So you're just kind of like, you have to kind of like accept the moment a little bit and just make the best of it. And I find that challenge really interesting in Shatterpoint. Um, but thanks Joey for the question. Um, um 
Man, Desert, you finally gotten to do this mother episode. <laughs> we did. I, I, did we hit Bojo's question about the ARP? And, yeah, we did. Park. Remember the Park discussion. But what yeah. about this uh, regular versus premiere format? Did we hit that one. Um. So usually I copy them. Oh, it's in topic. So no, we have not done that one yet. I don't think. Wait. Uh. Uh. No. Um. Oh, accuser says we did. Yeah, we we did. So we're all caught up. We're um, all caught I up on. I uh, usually. <laughs> yeah. I usually delete them. That one. That one I missed. Um, deleting it from our like things that we have done. Yeah, I was I was pretty sure right. we had done that one. But all right. Um, man, Dizzard, I am. Um, it's so we still don't know when anything new is coming besides the struggle pack, right? Yeah, like, uh, we, we don't even know when. News. We still don't even know when Plo's coming. Um, I I have a question. Okay. Um, I almost forgot that I wanted to do this one. Um. Sorry, accuser. I am not coming to PAX in Philly. Probably, I do not think Desert is either. Yeah, I'll probably just be getting to Washington when it's happening. So, yeah. um, so my question, Desert, what? And so this is sort of addressing the council. What are okay. you most excited to try next? Like after this episode, like, do you already have a list planned out for your next game? Or, or what are you, what are you thinking? Like, what is the next thing for you to play? Um, I want to play more mother CAD, like not okay. mall mother. And I want to play. Oh, I had a list built up that I wanted to, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, cause like, I, I don't really care for Jedi. Like if the only Jedi that I'm going to care for is going to be, uh, like Ghost Crew and like Luke, um, but like as far as stuff that's out right now, like Mother Cat's like the next on my docket to like really just fine tune, okay, and figure out what I want to go with it. I want to play something with Grievous and Kraken. Um, I've got Grievous painted, and I really liked how he turned out. And I got my B twos ready. Um, I just need to finish Kraken, and then I do want to do something with that. Um, and then I, I also want to finish my, I want to finish my arfs and maybe even do like a black and red version of Rex. And I would like to do something, um, with those in kind of a, a cool, like dark trooper scheme. And then I'm telling telling you that the, the coolest thing, and I I love it. I love how it turned out is you, if you're doing to do like the dark trooper stuff, uh, go get Nolan oil gloss. And then just put that over the armor after you put the base coats on. Oh, it. so what I've been doing is um, I got the Vallejo gloss medium. And okay. so I've just like been mixing that with my black. And then like after I kind of do a lot of the stuff and then I will like kind of just like do a, a glossy black. Um, That's fair. On but top yeah, of it. Probably, um, yeah. And I'm I'm liking that as well. So because um, that's kind of what I the what I did for Vader. And so I'm going to kind of like try to do some, some troopers to match. Um, But there's always a lot of people playing Vader right now. So I'm trying not to like, just like lean into that. Um, But I would like to, there's a good chance that I'll play some sort of dark troopery thing with, with Vader. Um, I want to try Vader mother. Like I want to see what I think of something like that. It's, it's really fun. Uh, If you like Vader and you like mother, put them together. And what do you get? You get a, 
nasty combination because Vader's just like, hey, I'm just going to kill shit. And like, it's, it's honestly my best place that I've felt with Savage. Like, Savage actually feels really good there. Yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, it might also be interesting to do General Obi and Mother mm. because, like, Obi can make it so the Acolytes keep their their hunkers. Um, because I always get annoyed when the acolytes, when like one droid moves <laughs> up and engages them, so they lose hunker, and then they're like down three dice against the droid that's yeah. shooting them. Like that always that, just that fucking irritates me. Like you know, I will say, super interesting. I actively dislike the way that hunker and cover works in yeah. Shatterpoint, and it irritates me almost every game. But that is the that's one fair. thing I think I don't like about Shatterpoint. Um, but I think like. If I talk about, like, two of the sculpts that I like the most, like, the Mother Towson sculpt is perfect, and the General Obi-Wan sculpt is perfect. Um, so I do think that would be an interesting thing to try. And then the fact that the clone commandos just die to a swift breeze doesn't matter. Because if you push them off, they're dashing back on with scale. Yeah. But if you kill them, Mother kills you. So, like, I could <laughs> see... And since we don't have oh, Sam do. anymore, someone's got to represent for Obi-Wan. And I think I like Obi-Wan more than you do. I think that's probably yeah, I fair. Don't, I don't I don't care for Obi. Yeah. If, I, if it was Qui-Gon Jinn, it's yeah. a different story. I'll, I'll play the shit out of a Qui-Gon if we ever got him. Obi's cooler than Qui-Gon. That's a lie. That's <laughs> a fact. All right. Well, are we but, are we ready to wrap up things? I think so. I think we're ready. Okay. Well, uh, first off, shout out to the chat. Um, you know, heavily like accuser and, and winter like are always the boys, right? Like always, uh, always talking, um, bringing a lot of love. Um, accuser, you guys need a third host. Laugh out loud. So much dark side on this pod, bruh. There's never too much dark side. We should get a third host, but it should be a dark side host. That's what we should, yeah, you're we should right. go. We just, they're going to be all fucking in, <laughs> all in on like give in to the hate, you know. So, um, I guess it's time to end the episode. And I will say, Great the most have. Star Wars <laughs> thing that you can do is be a little legacy and remind accuser that the rule of Sith is the rule of one. There is one Sith, and it is all of us. Later, nerds.